Hi, this is Brad Constantine, and this is a podcast recording of the Old Testament. Although this is not an official recording of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, every effort's been made to be as doctrinally accurate as possible. I'll be using for the text the Joseph Smith translation of the Old Testament, along with many commentaries from general authorities of the Church, BYU professors, Bible scholars, and others. This format will be very detailed, and so if you want a deep analysis of the Old Testament, you come to the right place. Thanks for your attendance. Hello there. Welcome back. This is going to be for Ezekiel chapter 9. So I'm going to read the heading. Ezekiel sees the identifying of the righteous and the slaughter of all others, beginning at the Lord's sanctuary. Verse 1, he cried also in mine ears with a loud voice. Remember, this is the vision that Ezekiel is seeing from Babylon of what's going on in Jerusalem and the temple. He cried also in mine ears with a loud voice, saying, Cause them that have charge over the city to draw near even every man with his destroying weapon in his hand. And behold, six men came from the way of the higher gate, which lieth toward the north, and every man a slaughter weapon in his hand. And one man among them was clothed with linen, and with a writer's inkhorn, or inkwell, by his side. And they went in, and stood beside the brazen altar. And the glory of the God of Israel was gone up from the cherub, whereupon he was, to the threshold of the house. And he called to the man clothed with linen, which had the writer's inkhorn by his side. And the Lord said unto him, Go through the midst of the city, through the midst of Jerusalem, and set a mark upon the foreheads of the men that sigh, and that cry for all the abominations that be done in the midst of thereof. This mark was to be put on these faithful ones for their protection when the faithless were to be destroyed. It showed that they belonged to God. The allusion is to a very ancient custom. In Egypt, a runaway slave was freed from his master if he went to the temple and gave himself up to the God, receiving certain marks upon his person to denote his consecration to the deity there worshipped. Cain had a mark put upon him for his protection as an evidence of God's promise to spare his life, notwithstanding his wickedness. To this day, all Hindus have some sort of mark upon their forehead, signifying their consecration to their gods. Several passages in the book of Revelation represent the saints as having a mark on their foreheads. The the followers of the beast are also said to be marked in the forehead or in the hands. The Romans marked their soldiers in the hand and their slaves in the forehead. The woman in scarlet, whom John saw, had a name written on her forehead. In this case... The mark represented the allegiance of the faithful to God. As those who belong to God, they would be preserved. And that was from the Institute Manual. Verse 5, And to the others he said in mine hearing, Go ye after him through the city and smite. Let not your eye spare, neither have ye pity. Slay utterly old and young, both maids and little children and women. But come not near any man upon whom is the mark, and begin at my sanctuary. Then they began at the ancient men, or elders, which were before the, the house. And he said unto them, Defile the house, and fill the courts with the slain. Go ye forth. And they went forth and slew in the city. None were to be slain who were marked in the forehead. This passage shows that even in war, plagues, and starvation, the Lord can preserve whom he will, and leave the rest to die. In the great destructions in the Americas before Christ's visit, Though thousands were killed, the more righteous were spared. Even though there will be martyrs and other exceptions, the saints of this day have a promise that generally the righteous will be preserved in the tribulations to come. To a great extent, the preservation of the righteous is a natural expectation since they follow inspired counsel by which they are led to make choices favorable to their well-being. It is not just association with God's kingdom that preserves individuals, it is individual righteousness. In fact, the Lord has preserved his most severe judgments for those who profess his name, but do not obey him. Orson Pratt said, Where shall these great and severe judgments begin? Upon what people does the Lord intend to commence this great work of vengeance? Upon the people who profess to know his name and still blaspheme it in the midst of his house. They are the ones designated for some of the most terrible judgments of the latter days.
Verse 8, And it came to pass, while they were slaying them, and I was left, that I fell upon my face and cried and said, Ah, Lord God, wilt thou destroy all the residue of Israel in thy pouring out of thy fury upon Jerusalem? Then said he unto me, The iniquity of the house of Israel and Judah is exceeding great, and the land is full of blood and the city full of perverseness. For they say, The Lord hath forsaken the earth, and the Lord seeth not. And as for me also, mine eye shall not spare, neither will I have pity, but I will recompense their way upon their head. And behold, the man clothed with linen, which had the inkhorn by his side, reported the matter, saying, I have done as thou hast commanded me. So those that had the mark and their foreheads were spared, and just as uh, as it mentions here that God will protect the righteous, even though the wicked around us are being destroyed, that we can be spared if, uh, if we'll just keep the commandments of God. And I say that in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. See you next time. Bye.